0: Jesus has maybe seemingly difficult words for us this morning. He says, whoever loves your own mom and dad more than me, not worthy of me. Whoever loves your own children more than me, not worthy of me. That can be difficult. And as a preacher, when you're getting ready for the weekend and you read the homily, or you read the the gospel for the week, prepare the homily, you can read that and think, oh God, what am I going to say? What am I going to say so that we don't all leave discouraged and sad because we fall short of what the gospel requires? And so one little trick that you can do uh, is, is to find some context. You go a few lines before uh, the, the, the gospel that's read at Mass, and you see what's the context, what, what helps uh, understand this. And so that's what I did. I went a few lines before the gospel today, and this is what I read. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth... I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, not much help either. (laughs) And so what are we to do? Well, the more I thought and prayed about these lines today in the gospel, and even that line in particular I just read, I have not come to bring peace on the earth, but I bring a sword, the more I began to like it. And I like it because it's jarring. It stirs us. And I need that. I need to be jarred from my rationalizations. I need to be jarred away from my stagnancy, my complacency. And the more I thought and prayed about it, the more I began to see what depth of love that Jesus is really trying to express for us. The key to understand that statement, I have come not to bring peace, but the sword, is to understand that he is not saying, I, or my message, the gospel, I am a source of division. That is not what he's saying. But he is saying this in order to jar us and to get us going. He is saying this, I am a source of decision. I'm not a source of division, but I do cause, I do require a decision. The idea here is that every single individual person who's ever lived is confronted with the question of God. Every single individual person is confronted with the question of God, with good and evil. Every single living person individual person who has ever lived including including us this morning is invited to accept a real calling from God an invitation from God a gift from God no matter what stage of life we're in no matter what circumstances or situations or, or things we're dealing with God calls God invites and further Every single individual person has to make their own personal, individual response to that call. No one else can do it for me. I have to make that response. No one else can do it for me. No one else can do it for him or for her. Now that doesn't mean we can't be of help to our neighbors to our family, our friends, our own children in their response to God, we can. We can, we can invite as God invites. We can encourage as God encourages. We can challenge as God challenges. We can share our experiences in our lives of faith. We can speak the truth with boldness and with kindness. But ultimately, we can't respond for someone else. As Jesus goes on to say, and I think this is one thing we can draw from his words, not even family relationships, not even our most intimate relationships can take away the fact that every single individual person is being called by God and gets to make their own response to the call of God. As the gospel says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross, you guessed it, is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Family doesn't take away the need to respond to God's call. Nor does suffering. Everyone has suffering. And yet God still calls. God still invites. Now, before you decide that this is a little too radical and too much, I have one more thing to point out, and this is essential. In fact, I would say this is my main point. God had to make the same decision, the same choice for us too. Nothing forces or could force me to respond to God. That's true. But it's also true that nothing forces or could force God to save me. He had to choose it. Nothing forces or could force me to prioritize Jesus Christ over mother or father or children or lands, but it's also true to say and fundamental to see that nothing forces or could force God the Father to give up his own son for Mary. Mary have an open heart, an understanding, and an openness to God's will, and to give up her own son. It was no less painful for her. Nothing forces or could force God the son to leave his own father. To leave his mother. To look at his mother as he's suffering on the cross, as we can see in this beautiful stained glass window. For God the son, Jesus Christ, to be on the cross looking at his mother, looking at him as he dies for our salvation. Nothing could force him into that, he had to choose it. And nothing forces or could force Jesus Christ to pick up the sword and to battle for our souls and to leave behind a way of peace, why? For our salvation. Jesus Christ looked at the terrible state of the world, looked at the need that our souls have for salvation. And he said, I choose you. I prefer nothing before you. I prioritize you above everything else. That's a weighty, weighty, weighty thing. And consider for a moment. Consider for a moment the depth of Jesus' love. Consider that for a moment. He looks at you directly and he says, I choose you. I prefer you. I place nothing before you. That's a beautiful, beautiful place to pray, a powerful place to pray. And the bonus is, it's true. <laughs> I'm not making it up with nice sounding words. Jesus Christ today in the gospel asks for a decision. He asks to be chosen, to prioritize. But the reason is, is because he prioritizes you individually. He chooses you individually. And he places nothing before his choice of you.